Okay, this is Matt, and this is Box of Cameras. I may sound a little strange, I don't know, because I am driving and podcasting. I'm sure that in most states that's against the law, but um, eh, whatever, I don't really care. Um, so yeah, I'm going on a little photography adventure today, I guess that's what you'd call it. I haven't been able to get out and shoot much lately. And I find myself with a Saturday that I don't have anything scheduled for me. And um, my wife is off uh, having a day with her girls. And I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to hop in the truck, go on my own little road trip, throw a bunch of cameras in that need, uh, need some film exposed on them, and get out and just sort of immerse myself in cameras and film photography. So you know, as things uh, change, if you haven't figured out, I'm driving here. Um, wanted to get about an hour outside of Des Moines. I don't know that I'm going to make it that far before I start seeing stuff I want to take photos of. Driving past a really nice grain silos over there with some dilapidated barns. They're a little bit too far off the road. I don't want to trespass, so I'm going to skip that one. That's probably a cardinal sin, right? Never pass up an opportunity to take a photo because you may never get that shot again. I think that's true, but um, I also know that I'm going to get out here and just sort of uh, I want to get off this, this uh, two-lane get onto some gravel. Things will be better then. But anyways, you know, as as I'm driving here and, and talking about my life and what's been going on here, you know, my wife and I have, have uh, we've kind of, as, as I, I'm sure many people have, I mean, we've been married for 25 years, and so we all kind of have our, our things and our patterns of life, and so usually on a Saturday, the two of us are spending our days together doing whatever it is we need to or want to do. And usually on Sundays, we kind of go our separate ways and she goes visits her mom and I go visit my mom and um, go hang out with my buddies and she hangs out with her sister and, you know, we meet at the end of the day and have dinner and talk about what's going on. So that's kind of getting... Uh, shaken up here with the situation with my mom, but that's okay. You know, we all love each other and that's the important thing. Um, but good news for my wife and for me, we bought a brand new car last weekend. So that's why nothing happened last Saturday. She's got herself a nice new Nissan Murano brand spanking new. She loves it. She works hard. She works awful hard for her money, puts up with a lot of crap. So, by God, she wants to spend some of it. Good for her. Um, good for her. So, let's see. I'm in a town here. I can't remember the name of it. There's some trailers, but people live in them. So, I'll skip those. This looks like a nice little farmstead, and I'll be damned. There is some people harvesting corn. Oh, got no place to park so I can't get that that's okay that surprised me I didn't think I'd see that today anyways maybe I'll see it elsewhere I 
again passing up a shot but that's okay I'm kind of wanting more to get out of town here a little bit farther a little bit farther I'm getting out of my comfort zone here getting to places here where I don't normally shoot and that's one of the ruts that I have fallen into here in the last year or so is I just keep taking the same shots haven't been doing much traveling haven't been getting out of town much at all this year for previously stated reasons um so just to get out even an hour out of town to some places where I don't normally go in my mind is a good thing and so I'm I'm getting there I'm getting there the whole thing is you know I, I tend to take a lot of photographs while I'm either riding my bike or in town in Des Moines um or in my yard, my house, take a lot of pictures of my dog. And uh, I just decided I'm not doing that today. So that's what's happening. Let me uh, go for a little pause here. I see a little something here that is of interest to me. Okay, I am in Winterset, Iowa. This is the place where there's loads of covered bridges. I think Stephen Ray, you were here not too long ago. Um, I'm in actually on the town square. It looks like there's a farmer's market or something like that happening. I'm going to hop out here and uh, take a few shots and uh, see what we got. They got this nice courthouse um, on a small town square with a lot of businesses around it. It's pretty busy out today. Apparently there's lots of traffic. So uh, we're going to hop out here, take a few shots, and see if we can find ourselves uh, John Wayne's birthplace or covered bridge. Okay. What's been happening with me? I've kind of hinted at some things here, talking about how hectic my life is, talked about my mom and whatnot. So I'm just going to discuss all of that right now. You know, uh, you, you try and, uh, you know, be private and whatnot, but sometimes sharing is actually a better thing. So what's going on is uh, my mom has uh, dementia, Alzheimer's, and it's really progressed significantly since the first of the year. Now we've known about this for a while and you know her uh, her reasoning ability has really taken a hit in the last five six months um, she can pretty much you know take care of herself cook her food things like that and up until a few months ago she was actually still able to drive to the grocery store but she had an incident while driving her car that led to me and my sister deciding that it was time for her to, to stop driving, you know, not being able to know exactly where she was, uh, not really calling the right people to come and help her, um, and, and just the total reaction to what had happened to her while she was in the car. Uh, just led my sister and I to determine, you know, it's it's time to, to take the keys away. And that really turned into a huge incident and a huge issue for all of us. Um, I mean, 
mean, she really resisted hard, and, you know, we, we actually decided that we would, you know, get the doctors involved and get, um, the Department of Transportation involved, and so what we did was we went through this process of uh, having her retested for her driving abilities, and unfortunately, that just takes a long time, so during those times, these last few months, I still wouldn't let her have her car, um, and so I was pretty much the bad guy here, um, you know, and that's, that's reality, and I certainly understood why, and, and know that, uh, there was no animosity, it was just a little bit of anger, because I had changed, you know, her, her routine and her world, um, so, that was just, let's just say, extremely stressful. There were some words said on both sides that were really hurtful, and that just was disturbing to me. And that's really what's been driving my not being on the podcast for the last few months. Um, you know, most of my free time is taken up with doing things for her. And when I'm not with her, I'm still trying to, you know, have a regular life. And then beyond that is, you know, when you're going through some of these stressful times, really the last thing you want to do is, you know, anything. So when you get a chance to just sort of relax with my wife, then that's really probably the main thing. We're just trying to, you know, decompress after some rough times. So that's really what's been going on now that in the last few weeks, we finally got the DOT to get her tested and told her that she's not able to drive anymore. And so they took her, her license away. And, you know, the, in the meantime, things have settled down and we're pretty much um, all in good standing now. But, you know, it's still a difficult adjustment. We're, we're adjusting here to having to take care of mom a little bit more than what we were doing before. And, you know, it's, it's a tough thing. The thing is, is I know there's a lot of people out there that are going through and have already dealt with this type of thing before. In our family, this is the first time we've ever had anybody um, with dementia. None of my aunts or uncles, none of my wife's aunts or uncles have ever had that. So it's a very new thing for all of us. Um, and I think that's part of it as well. I mean, I have learned to let go of a lot of things here in the last uh, several months. It's been rough, but things seem to have turned here recently. And I'm looking forward to, you know, kind of finding a, a new normal, a new baseline, as my sister would say. So that's what's been going on with that. Um, and so, you know, I've shared that. Uh, it... it I'm going to be honest, that was kind of difficult for me to do just because I am I try to be a private person about my private life and I, I tend to compartmentalize and keep things separate. But, um, you know, I've, uh, again, learned to let go, trying to share a little bit more of my life. That's what's going on. Okay, well, I'm on my way out of Winterset. Took a few photos of uh, Farmer's Market there. 
not really in the mood to be shooting people today. So I didn't spend too much time there. Took a few pictures of the courthouse and bell and moved on down the road. I missed the sign for John Wayne's birthplace, which is in Winterset. Now the funny thing is, is that the house that they show as his birthplace is technically not really the house. But uh, around Winterset, that never gets in the way of them telling a good story. Uh, the house is actually located a couple blocks away, and it was in pretty bad shape. And they didn't want to spend the money to fix that one up, so they just got one that was nearby that looked kind of like it. So, eh, there you go. But hey, the tourists don't know, and that's okay. Um, Winterset also claims to be where the uh, birthplace of the delicious apple is and there's a whole grand story about how some farmer had it growing in his orchard and didn't want it tried to cut it down and he grew this fine let the apple tree grow and somebody said that was the most delicious apple they'd ever had and there you go red delicious apples okay well that may be true I don't know but the tree itself was actually in Truro about 15 miles away but again folks in Winterset are never against telling a good story. So anyways, I'm winding my way south of town here. Nice, gentle, rolling hills. I'm not quite sure what's coming up ahead of me. I don't know that, I think the last time I was on this road, I was on my bike, and that'd be about 20 years ago. Um, I participated in a Iowa bicycling event called RAGBRAI, R-A-G-B-R-A-I, registers annual great bike ride across Iowa. Some of you may have heard of it. Some of you may have even done it before. Uh, I've done it many times where you basically you, you hop on your bike at one end of the state, the western end of the state, and over the course of a week you ride your bike across to the eastern end of the state. It's about 500 miles or so. And uh, certainly a lot of fun. That's what I'm going to say about it. And uh, so a lot of the towns in Iowa that I've been through, I've been through because I was riding my bike through. And uh, this part of Iowa appears to be, <laughs> the last time I was here, I was on a bicycle. Let me tell you, Iowa is not flat. I mean, you see a lot of pictures and you've got flat horizons, but there's loads of hills. Small rolling hills is what you've got in the state of Iowa. And uh, on a bicycle, you certainly do notice it. Um, it's not like places in Kansas and Nebraska uh, where there's it's a lot flatter and you can see several miles ahead of you, and that's not really the case here. So, one of the other things that Iowa is known for is one of the leaders in wind energy. Meaning we've got these ginormous windmills all over the state. You know, the ones that are several stories tall, big white ones. Um, and when you see them on the horizon, they don't look all that big, but when you get up close to them, they're huge. And off to my left, I see 
dozens and dozens of these windmills. I'm going to see how close I can get. Maybe get a few pictures here. Going across some rumble strips. I'm coming up to a place where I have to turn. There we go. One more. So, whenever I'm out traveling with photography in mind, there's always a few things I make sure I take. Uh, one of the items that are absolutely must-have, what I have learned over the years, is your dark bag, your, your changing bag. If you develop your own film, you probably have one. You know, it's that thing, it's like a coat, like a jacket with sleeves on it. You stick your arm in the sleeves, you, you, you know, close everything up, and it's perfectly black and dark. And uh, you're able to have your film out, let it get exposed without being exposed. Um, changing bag, dark bag, I've heard them called different things. What I've found is they're just indis indispensable when you're out doing a bit of photography and you're, you're out and about. Because you almost always run into a situation, especially if you're using an old film camera, where things get bungled. Um, you may have to open the back of a camera to move something around or the film didn't rewind properly or it didn't uh, catch properly, whatever. Instead of either A, not being able to use that camera while you're traveling or B, exposing all the film, you can put it in your dark bag and do whatever you need to do. I've literally had to hand rewind rolls before and uh, it's been it's been a lifesaver. So nowadays, I don't travel anywhere of any distance when I'm using my cameras without throwing my dark bag in. Uh, that's just my pro tip for the day. Let's see what these windmills are. Let's see what. Do we... Okay, I have been uh, photographing windmills, wind generators. Uh, I've just posted a couple live stream things and a video over on the Negative Positives podcast um, website, uh, Facebook site. I'm going to pull into another set of windmills here. I guess I'm fascinated with them today. Um, they're, they're really something else for those of you who don't see them or have only seen them in photographs or pictures or movies, television, whatever. These things are huge. Um, several stories high. I got one right in front of me right now here. I don't know. Ten stories high, maybe more. Um, I'll, I'll take some photos here. Let's see what we've got. Uh, it's really kind of fascinating me, so I think that uh, I'll be shooting some more of these for the next uh, time being. I appreciate you sticking around on my photography adventure today. I uh, hope to get these photos developed here over the course of the next few days. I know I'm busy tomorrow and Monday and Tuesday, so we'll see about Wednesday. I might be able to get them developed then. When I say develop, obviously I'm talking about doing it myself because that's just the way I do it. But um, I'm going to hop out here and uh, take a few more photographs. Okay. I think I'm done with windmills for the day. Um, really cool. I'm actually parked under one right now. 
Um, and I'm always amazed at how big they are and how tall they are. Um, and, and so, you know, I'm really glad to be able to actually get up close to one and, and take uh, some, some photos here. So, looking forward to seeing how these all come out. Let's see what else is happening here. Let's see. Get ready for... Okay, we're going to take a picture of these cows. They're in a little messy mud hole. There's probably eight of them. And maybe eight of them. They're looking at me like, what? Um, so, yeah. Let's hop out. Okay, cows. <laughs> yeah, I'm weird. Took a few photos of these cows. Like I said, they're just hanging out in a little mud hole. Good for them. Hot day like today. Don't worry, boys, you'll be steaks before too long. I shouldn't say stuff like that, but anyways. On down the country road here. Let's just see what else we're going to find. Another dead end road off to the side. A little rough patch. So they've got a giant field of hay. something that, uh, you know, rusty steel, it's always good, always good subjects, always, oh, it looks like I can't turn, well, I was going to turn left, but the road is closed, so now I'm going to turn right, oh well, it's all good, back on two-lane blacktop that's as close to civilization as we're going to get here let's see what's up uh, up the road a bit
Okay, well, I've been driving for the last, seems like, hour out in the country. It was a little turned around. I thought it was in Missouri for a little bit. Turned out I wasn't even close. That's okay. Um, been wandering around, just not seeing much out there. Not seeing much. I am now in the lovely downtown of Truro, Iowa. And uh, they have a main street here that has seen better days. And so taking a few pictures of that. And uh, we'll see. Uh, but I've, I've grammed through the film in one, two, three of my cameras. So I'm getting close, getting close. So once they're all done, I'm going to head home. So just like so give a quick update, uh, you know, a lot of times you get down to a lot of these small towns in Iowa and there just isn't much left of them. And that's Truro. Um, you know, they still have a high school and there's, you know, a convenience store and gas station and a grain elevator, probably some truck place. But for the most part, the people don't have a whole lot of services to choose from here. Um, and if you're not completely tied to the local ag industry, you're probably not going to survive. Here's a corner grocery store. It looks like it's been abandoned for quite some time. Um, you know, it's kind of sad to me because, you know, a lot of these towns that I'm familiar with, they all kind of look the same now with a lot of abandoned buildings and whatnot. And when I was a kid, they, they had businesses in them. And now they're just empty buildings and while they may be kind of cool to photograph it's you know I, I have no problems or qualms taking pictures of them but um, it, it does sort of make me sad so anyways I'm gonna I got a few more pictures here to snap on this main street and uh, we're gonna move on down the road okay we're traveling down the road again kind of heading towards home I just drove by a farmer with an old, looks like about a 72 Cadillac, bright red, coming up a gravel road with the top down. That guy is awesome. You know, seriously, you got you got a rag top, you gotta get it out on a nice day. It doesn't matter if you gotta drive on a few miles of gravel to get to a nice road. You don't care. That is freaking awesome. Beautiful car. Let's see. Again, lovely fall day this part of Iowa I guess I'm kind of getting more towards southern Iowa is a lot more hilly than central Iowa and northern Iowa um, so you got to kind of pay attention even though I am you know podcasting and driving which is probably distracted driving and is worse than even being drunk driving which by the way I'm not doing um you know, I, I, I just really enjoy getting out on a day like today just to see the stuff, you know, just to get out of town, see the things that are different than what's normal. Okay, what do we got here? I am crossing Interstate 35. I'm not going to get on it. We're going to go to the other side here on the bridge so it's noisy. There we go. So hillier, a lot more hay, not as much corn and beans, a lot more cattle, um, but all in all, not too bad. So I've been burning through film here on, on my cameras. I limited myself 
to 10 cameras today. I, I, I've got a few more. So, but I said, you know what, I'm, I'm only taking 10. I'm not taking any extra film, no batteries, no nothing. If something messes up, well, I'm done. And we will move on to the next camera. And so basically, I see something I want to photograph, and I pull over to the side of the road if it's safe, and um, hop out, and I'll grab a couple of cameras, take a few shots, and hop right back in and go. Um, you know, working on mainly getting a good composed photograph in the frame. Um, you know, it's bright and sunny, so pretty much Sunny 16 is ruling the day, although some of these cameras do have meters in them. A lot of the meters don't work, or the battery has not been replaced, which is sort of the way I roll. But what I enjoy about it is I'm really just looking for things that catch my interest, things that I want to take photographs of. Oh, here the concrete has come to an end. All right, we're back on gravel. This truck's going to... When I, when I, when I, again, 10 cameras, and all of them have film with various states of use. Um, I did take the last few shot of film out of the uh, Yashica 124G, the Yashica map. Um, three shots left on that one. I knew it was getting close, so I'm happy to get that cleared out. I'm going to put some uh, Ektar in more my trip out east. Hopefully we can get there at peak leaf season time and get some nice color shots of leaves and hills. And let's turn here. Okay, Tyler Street. That's my nephew, so it must be a good street. Uh, let's see, what else? My um, Agfa, I think it's Agfa Speed Magnet. B2, I know I just butchered that name. It has had a roll of film in there forever. I'm not even sure what's in there, to be honest with you. Um, I take it out, I, I take a few shots, and then I put it away, and I don't pick it up again. Nothing against the uh, camera itself. You know, it's a folding um, folder, square format, medium format, and... I, you know, I've taken some good shots with it, but most of the shots have been less than thrilling, at least to me. I don't know why. I'm pretty sure it's because of the photographer and not the camera, though. But I used up the last of that roll of film. I think there's even stuff in there from when I went to California last year, to be honest with you. And let's see. I also used up, I think, the last of my 127. Oh, looks like I can't continue forward anymore. We have ahead of us what is known around here as a level B minimum maintenance road. And that just means to me that I'm turning around. That means they don't put gravel on it. They don't grade it. It's full of potholes and it's time for me to find a different road. So let's back her on up here. There we go. 
and we're off. So, you know, I, I, for me, today has really been about using up film, freeing up cameras for other film. That's really what I'm trying to accomplish. I'm getting there. My goal is to turn back to home once I finish shooting everything. And um, I still got a little ways to go, but some of these cameras are getting down to one or two shots left. Um, I don't just use one in, until it's done. I pull them all out, have each of them take a shot or two. They all took a lot of shots by the windmills, so I'll be interested to see what those, uh, how they all come out. And um, we're just going to go from there. Now i got to see where this road is taking me. i got to go back and turn somewhere. Not sure exactly where. Oh, there's a deer. Watch out. See if there's another. Yeah, we're safe. Okay. So as I'm driving around, you know, one of the things that's different here in rural Iowa than it was, say, 20, 25 years ago, at least a generation or two ago, is that most of the places that you drive by, the houses and whatnot, the people who live in them are nowadays, most of them are not farmers. Most of them are not living on the land and farming it. Some of them are, are workers that work for farmers. Um, but a lot of them are people who, and this may be simply because of me being close to Des Moines and it being a, you know, a large city, that a lot of the people who live out in the country these days don't work in the country. They work in Des Moines or work doing something else. Um, and they live in the country. It's basically a choice. Um, you know, like I just drove by. Here's a place here. Um, this guy is not a farmer. He, he's a truck driver. He's got two trucks that are parked here. Uh, there is no barn. There's no tractor, combine. There's no cattle nearby. It's just a, a, a small acreage. And he's got his big trucks. And so he makes some good money driving his trucks. And he gets to live out in the country. His wife probably works in Des Moines, if if so. And, uh, you know, this is just how they choose to live. My my sister and her husband live out in the middle of the country as well. And um, there's no farming going on at their house. You know, they, they're a construction worker and, and a nurse. You know, their job takes them all over the place. But at the end of the day, they wind out out in the middle of the country enjoying their company so I just rolled into a town called New Virginia and I already see something I need to take a picture of so I think it's time for me to pull off to the road here and stop real quick let's see what we got here okay well I've I'm back stopped um, at a an old dilapidated farmstead usually you don't get to see them in that bad of shape that close to the road so I could get reasonably close and take some photographs uh, without trespassing um, you know a lot of people driving by you don't want anybody to think that uh, you're wandering around on their property or trying to take something you know there's a lot of a lot of pickers out there that would love to have uh, grabbed some of those old buckets rusty old buckets and and whatnot, but eh, no, not me. You know, there's what's the saying? 
if it ain't yours, don't pick it up. That's pretty much how I roll. Um, so anyways, was there for a good little while on old farmstead, an old farmhouse, um, just completely about ready to fall over. Boy, it seemed, seemed like a good wind would, would take that thing down. Um, weird, strange, um, um, architecture on it, typical of an old, you know, farmstead probably built about a hundred years ago. Um, looked like it was probably really cool in its day. And, and more importantly, I looked at that and I was like, man, that, that would be a great haunted house or, you know, it almost looks like that. And then in the, uh, yard of the, the place, um, I, I mean, I'm using the word yard loosely, obviously it was all overgrown, but I mean, like it was a whole corner lot and there was a lot of, uh, farm machinery in there. It's, it's just a perfect example of rural dilapidation, um, and obviously the place, all of it had seen better days. An old tractor parked in there, some uh, old farm machinery, an old windmill that uh, is missing the wind part, missing the blades. Um, and then down the road from that, not even a quarter of a mile was an old corn crib. Again, right by the side of the road, twisted, getting ready to fall over. Um, and so I had to get out and take a few shots at that as well. So now I am again moving down the road here. Um, so continuing our photo adventure of the day. And we are in the midst of podcasting and driving. If that doesn't say distracted driving. I don't know what it is. Um, most of my shots today have been from a distance. Nothing really close, although on this last farmstead, you know, even though I didn't want to trespass, it probably would have been okay, but I didn't want to get up close. Um, there was a, an old gate that uh, has seen better days. I got a few shots of that um, and the old tractor that was reasonably close. Um, but in general, you know, I like to mix it up. I do like to take some relatively closer shots, you know, those shots that are within that you know, 10 to 6 foot, 5 foot range, you know, where you can get some really nice detail, especially if you got a nice, um, relatively fresh roll of film and a, and a nice sharp lens. Boy, you know, those, those things shine when you've got, um, when you've got something that can, that can handle that and when you've got the subject matter that has a lot to show you. Um, but today, I haven't really taken advantage of a lot of that. I just wanted to sort of get out in the country, like I said, take pictures of barns and vistas and, and whatnot. And uh, oddly enough, I've only taken a couple pictures of barns, but a few vistas and a lot of windmills, apparently. Um, so we're just going to see. I'm really kind of anxious to see how some of these are going to turn out. I'm down to six cameras now out of the ten that I brought. Six of them, excuse me, four of them are out of film. So I got to be getting close on some of these others. I just know it. Uh, the Konica Auto S2 has now uh, joined its colleagues in the, uh, in the bin or in the backpack. Uh, the Kodak X15 Instamatic is done. The Yashica Matte 
124G is done. Um, and the Ansco Speed XB2 is done. So I'm down to SLRs. And I suppose the Imperial Satellite 127, it's down to, I think, one more shot. The uh, Imperial Savoy, I think it's down to one more shot as well. So got to be finishing up here pretty soon. So anyways, that's where we're at right now. We are going to move on down. Okay, well, we are just about done with this day. Um, I stopped in to a town, which I've been to before, um, called Melcher, Iowa. And there's some sort of rumor in my family that we're related to the guy who started it, but it's very, very distant, and it was some railroad guy back in the 1800s, yada, yada, yada. I don't know how much of any of the story is true, but we've been here before. Now, they've got this uh, concrete thing, this concrete lettering in the ground that says Melcher, and so I had to take a few shots of that. Um, their water tower, which I didn't take a picture of, simply because there's no good angle I could get at it. You know, these it's it's right next to a town called Dallas, so around here everybody calls it Melcher Dallas. These folks um, don't like each other apparently. At least they've the 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 thing is is these people rival each other. They're literally connected, and they're brawlers and fighters, and they're always in competition with each other. Sounds like regular family. But uh, one side of the water tower says Melcher, and then you go to the other side of the water tower, and it says Dallas. Um, and it's kind of cool, but I just couldn't get a good shot of it. But I did find an interesting building, and I was not aware. I've been to this town, you know, several times, and I guess I had never seen this. Maybe they've pulled some siding off of it or whatever. But there was, and it was built in 1914, um, Hotel Melcher. So I, I was just stunned and thrilled. So I've taken a lot of shots of that. And I'm just really excited now to see those. I took a photo of it. Um, posted on the Negative Positives Podcast Facebook site. So I'm just thrilled to see this. Um, anyways, that's where that is. I am down to literally two cameras now with film in them. Uh, Imperial Savoy has one shot left and my uh, Minolta XE7 probably has three maybe I don't know it's a hand rolled roll of film I could literally be on the last shot I could have a half a dozen more I'm really not too sure but I'm going to burn that film up um, at the very least when I get home I am now headed home I'm maybe an hour from home if that so I don't know that I'm going to stop again. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, it's been really a fun day. I've been out at it this for five hours now, maybe six hours, roughly. Um, my car is just coated in dirt from driving the gravel roads. The truck definitely needs a wash. So I'll be doing that uh, when I get home. Maybe stop at the grocery store, find a little something to some meat to burn on the grill tonight and um, have a cold beer 
or four. We're just going to see. Thanks again to everybody for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed this really weird podcast. I have no idea how long it is. I'm just going to publish the whole damn thing, and we'll see what it what it, what it turns out to be. I don't even know if all the segments recorded. I just don't know. Don't really care. I had a ball. Uh, looking forward to doing it again. Again, I'm, I, I, I explained to you my absence from podcasting. Uh, I think it's still going to be somewhat intermittent for the next uh, few months, but that's okay. Um, everybody, get out there. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your friends. Uh, you never know when life is going to turn on a dime for you. In the meantime, get out there and shoot. Get Pick up your camera. Go take some shots. Have your own adventure. Go out there and, and share with us what you're doing while you're doing it. Um, throw a tag up there for a box of cameras on Instagram, and I will definitely check out your, your stuff. Again, Matt Melcher, box of cameras. Have yourselves a wonderful weekend.